there was a great emphasis on education in the land of Israel than there have ever been. What I mean by the emphasis of a time, I mean what's trending. Many times what is trending is what shifts people from God. So the trending thing then was school and going to school wasn't bad but it was now bad when it becomes the greatest emphasis. That is to say, education became their God and the people were not interested in God anymore. And when the attention shifts and they start desiring for something that God doesn't want for them, what God will do for them is that he will leave them for the things that they are desiring for. And most of the things that they desire for are things that when they now have, it becomes what destroys them. And there was another country that didn't go to school much. The name of the country was called Babylon. And the king was so powerful. So the king of that country released some great soldiers to go and fight with the land of Israel, defeat them, and take their scholars, take the best in their schools. And you see, the powerful thing about the Israelites was that their strength was not in their weapons of war. Their strength was on their closeness to God. So now they left the presence of God and they pursued something and had no God in their dealings anymore. So when the people fought with them, with their education, with their knowledge, with their first class, they were all taken in captivity. I don't know what your drive is, but when your drive for anything becomes more than the drive for God, God will shift aside for the thing that is driving you to become your God. So the guy discovered that his problem was that he neglected God and focused on some mundane things. So now, since the king knows that these people have a connection with their God and their God can deliver them from our hands anytime, what the king needed to do first of all before they do anything was to defile them. How many of you have your mother bought a hen from the market and what they needed to do for the hen was to pull off the feathers so he wouldn't be able to fly? Now the pulling off of feathers is the defilement. It makes him not to do what he should have done. Hey, when the devil knows that you have a bright future and a great future, what the devil will want to do to you is to defile you. How to defile you is that he shows you a bonsai free. The moment you discover a free porn site and you start watching it, you have started watching something that is reducing your anointing. All of these guys that we have brought, they have a great future. Remember how just one person of them went to Egypt and became a prime minister. Remember how these guys always take over wherever they go to. So now that we have brought them, the first thing we have to do, let's defile them so that they will not be who God wants them to be. So he brings them to a place of another trending things and what they saw that was trending again was that the people were eating what is brought from the king's palace and everything that was brought from the king's palace was already sacrificed to their gods. Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. I don't care if it is the king that eats it. I'm not interested. It's not good for my system.
in the days of father lights and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods is found in him the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father the king I said thy father made a master of the magician the astrologers Chaldeans Soothsayer Verse 12 For as much as the excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding Interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belchazer Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation of your dream Right, so let's take Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Okay, I love the long reading. Let's start from verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Ah, because in those days you can't stand before the king and you are lanky, lanky. If you are standing before the king, you must eat well. You must balance well to be able to even stand before the king. Wow. Now among this were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuch gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Alright, verse 8 is our point now where the Bible says, both Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Verse 9. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Verse 10. All right. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, whom had appointed me your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse? Liking then the children which are of your sorts, then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. All right, you may be seated in God's presence. I'll be talking to you on what I call the secrets of Daniel. The secrets of Daniel. Maybe I must have told you very many things about Daniel. And I still just want to add some more powerful things about Daniel to you today that will really, really help you very greatly. Daniel wasn't like a really serious believer. Yeah, he wasn't a serious believer from the beginning. He was just this kind of believer that uh, is going to church because of his father. He's just going to church because of his father and his mother and all of that. And like I have always said, 
the time where this thing happened, where the book of Daniel was written, was when there was a great emphasis on education. There was a high level of emphasis on education. Everybody go to school, no, go to school, no. Ah, school is everything. If you don't go to school, they will not marry you. If you don't go to school, you will not have a job. There was a great emphasis on education in the land of Israel than they have ever been. And in the land of Israel, it has always been that the emphasis is always on God. Because the land of Israel is actually God's land. It's actually God's people. The people are God's people. So their emphasis has always been on God. It's not like education was the only time that the emphasis shifted from God. There was even a time that the emphasis shifted to kings. And they said, oh, we want kings. So we want kings. We want to have kings like other countries have kings and so on. And they were talking and they were talking and they were emphasizing on how they need to have kings and all of that. So their attentions have always been shifted. And when their attention shifts... And they start desiring for something that God doesn't want for them. What God will do for them is that he will leave them for the thing that they are desiring for. And most of the things that they desire for are things that when they now have, it becomes what destroys them. Because when God was talking to them about a king, and I was talking to them, he said, you need a king. When you have a king, he's going to take your land, he's going to take your wives, he's going to take your happiness, he's going to take this. And say, yeah, they said, no, 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 no. U.S. have kings, we want kings. Egypt have kings, we want kings. Libya have kings, we want kings. They were just always emphasizing on having kings because that was how the infancy of that time shifted to. What I mean by the infancy of a time, I mean what's trending. Many times what is trending is what shifts people from God. So the trending thing then was school and going to school wasn't bad but it was now bad when it becomes the greatest emphasis. That is to say education became their God and the people were not interested in God anymore. In the land of Israel it was always that the first sons were always given to God. Anything that is the first is always given to God. But, no, 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 nobody now wants to give his first child to God again because uh, if you give your first child to God, he will not have master's degree. So, let us send our children to school because the greatest emphasis was in school. And so, because of that, God allowed them and they went to so much school. And there was another country that didn't go to school much. The name of the country was called Babylon. And the king was so powerful. So the king of that country released some great soldiers to go and fight with the land of Israel, defeat them, and take their scholars, take the best in their schools. They didn't take priests. They didn't take aged people. In that fight, they were just carrying young, young people from school. It was just like a Chibok girl stuff. They just enter schools and they pick people from schools. They just tell who takes first here? You lift up your hand. They say, you come out. Who's the first in biology? Who knows biology very well? You lift up your hands, they come out. Public admin, they just gather them and they zoom with them. And they entered into the God's temple, stole their treasuries and all. So the battle was actually because of their rebellion against God. And you see, the powerful thing about the Israelites was that their strength was not in their weapons of war. Their strength was on their closeness to God. Tell somebody, my strength is not on my weapons of war. My strength is on my closeness to God. 
So the secret for Israel was that their closeness to God determined their strength. Because when they are even going to fight war, they don't even carry weapons of war. When they are fighting war, they don't even carry weapons, they don't carry spear, they don't carry much of it. They just carry the Ark of Covenant. And the Ark of Covenant symbolizes the presence of God. And it was the presence of God that fought their battles for them. So now they left the presence of God and they pursued something and had no God in their dealings anymore. So when the people fought with them, with their education, with their knowledge, with their first class, the people they took were all first class guys. With their first class, with their best in so-so and so-so department, they were all taken in captivity. Not just that they were taken in captivity, but they were humiliated by the devil. So I'm telling you because I don't know what your drive is, but no matter how your drive is, when your drive for anything becomes more than the drive for God, God will shift aside for the thing that is driving you to become your God. So their drive was not on God anymore. Their drive was now on, how do I make name in this department? How do I become the biggest guy in this department? How do I get A's in them? It was beautiful. But when that drive knocks out God, I mean when you love education so much that you don't even go to church, and it's asked, why didn't you go to church? You say, ah, I'm aiming at having 5.0 this year. That's why I don't want to even go to church. Church will take my time. I'm aiming at having. So now, your ambition is knocking out God's ambition. Get ready for your 5.0 to fight battles for you. Because every battle that we have in this world is not educational battles alone. The battles you have in exams all is educational battles. But there are other battles that are not educational battles. Most of you, if you ask your professors who are even teaching you most of the things, they can tell you some of the spiritual attacks and witchcraft attacks that they are going through. Because everything is not educational battles. Everything is not grammar. Am I talking to somebody? Okay, let me give you an illustration. A professor went to somewhere in Eastern Obolo and wanted to cross the water to the Greek, that side, the island. One professor like that, an Eastern Obolo man, but he was not always around. So he just came in and was speaking in English. Did not want to relate with the guys in the Istanbul language. So he just called one small boy and said to the guy, I want you to take me over to the Greek. And the guy was paddling the boats with him and so on. And while they were paddling with him, he started intimidating the guy. He says, have you gone to school? He says, no. Oh God, all these village people. Do you have any idea on what is epistemology? The guy said, no. So oh God. Do you know anything like photosynthesis? He said, no. Oh, God, all these bush boys. <laughs> Do you know anything like uh, cosmology? He said, no. God, these boys. Do you know anything about theology? He said, no. What about psychology? He said, no. What about geology? He said, no. I said, okay. You are such a dumb. You don't know anything. And the guy was still quiet. So, so you don't even want to go to school? You think everything is about fishing? And while they went, the water started changing. And the boat started jumping upside down. And the guy said, sir? He said, yes. Do you know swimmingology? <laughs> <laughs> and the man, the man said, what's swimmingology? It's okay. <laughs> And the guy jumped into the river. And the professor, with all his epistemology, 
gynecology, cosmology. You could not know swimminology. That's what the devil does to people who know too much and don't know God. That's why the Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. So you can know so much and your graving can be for education and you don't even have God in your heart. No space for God. But your gravings is towards getting things of the world. When you get all the things of the world and have no God, you will now see how empty they are without God. This community here, I know very many persons that they sent abroad to study in abroad. One of them that they sent abroad came back and became mad. So I'm saying if your drives are all in education and drives are all in making money and drives are all on having fame and you have no God, then you have found nothing. You have had nothing. You have achieved nothing. And that's what Solomon calls vanity. Vanity is not really having wealth. Vanity is having wealth and there's no God in it. So vanity is not driving private jets. Vanity is that you are inside a private jet and you have no God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because of what use is being inside a private jet. And later on, you now go to hell. It's even better you did not even enter a private jet and now go to heaven than to be in a private jet. They now bury you in sand. You now go to hell and be in fire all the rest of your life. Ah, you were so short-sighted. So one of the things about Daniel was that when that thing struck them, that's why all through the Bible, you won't find the sons of Daniel. Daniel were taken and they were castrated. With all his brilliance, he did not have any hair. He was castrated. He was humiliated. He was taken. So now, there are times that, I don't know if there's people that are going to be honest with me. There are times that something happens to you. You now know exactly why that thing happened. Is there anybody here? There are times that something happens to somebody. You want to pray for the person. Say, don't worry about praying for me. I know why that thing has happened to me. That money that is missing, that my phone that they just stole. I know why they have stolen it. I didn't pay my tithes. Don't worry. <laughs> I have just known. There are times that things happen to you and you just realize. You understand? You just realize. Two missing scripts. You just realize. They say, ah, what's wrong with you? And the pastor is even bothered. What's wrong with you? Why are you having missing scripts? He said, pastor, don't worry. I know the reason. He said, what's the matter? I did not pick pastor's form. I know. I know. God is after me. I know. It is God that is attacking me. I know. Don't pray for me because praying for me is reporting me again back to him. So don't worry. I want to make my waste. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So the moment that thing striked, Daniel knew the reason why that thing happened. He knew that he was not closer to God. He knew that. So he just called some guys together and said, I hope you know why this thing has happened to us. We took education too serious and we did not have God. We did not take God serious at all. God was not in the center of it. God was not in our cycle. You remember sometimes when you were in secondary school, you were so, so eager to know God. You were chapel prefects. You were working so much for God. You were leading in choir in the school. You were doing so much for God. And later on, you just came into the university. Since they don't do devotion again, since you are not a chapel prefect again, you don't get serious. You say, ah, this school that I came to, I came to this school to study you. I came to this school to study you. It's not all about studying alone. After all, you didn't come to school to eat, but when you've been studying, you also enter restaurants and eat also. If you came to school to study, you need to study alone and stop eating. There are things that you need to add up with something that you're doing for it to be effective. 
Don't be like one Igbo man that died on the road. And they went and carried the guy and wanted to go and bury him. And they discovered he died out of hunger. And when they now check his trouser, they saw about 150,000 naira tie. He had tied 150,000 naira at his waist like this. And pity the money so much that he could not remove some. <laughs> he could not remove 300 naira to eat. So much compassion on the money. So there are very many persons like that that do not really have time for God. So the guy just discovered, ah, I know my problem. They said, what's the problem? My problem was that I didn't have time for God. I claim I was too busy. I claim I was my departmental, uh, this thing in my, this thing, I was a course rep. For most of you, course rep is a very big position for you. You know you are talking to the course rep as if uh, <laughs> all the course reps say hallelujah. <laughs> course rep is a very big position for you. You just do like this. You know, you are not on the course rep. Charlie, keep down your hand. They cost rep. They know they put for this thing. When you are graduating, no company admits you or takes you because you are a cost rep. You said, I was a cost rep for that course that you are talking about now. That banking and finance. Banking 001. I was cost rep. It doesn't work. So the guy discovered that his problem was that he neglected God and focused on some mundane things. Mundane things that cannot help. It would be so bad that you are a professor. And a small child, 15 years old child, is living in your house. And in the night, they are using your back to share food. You are a table in the night. When you wake up, you say, my whole back is paining. And you meet another professor who is a professor in medicine, doctor. And he says, I think uh, your spinal cord is, uh, is having relaxation muscularity. <laughs> And uh, just be using grammar to deceive you. You are going through spiritual torture. They are torturing you spiritually. It's not an English language something. So with all their grammars, I don't know how your school is, but in our school, there are some intelligent people that are very intelligent that even for you to talk to them, they use what they know to intimidate you. Please, how do you understand this? They say you will not understand. You know, you see, the truth is that the scope of the knowledge of these things. And they are telling you they're teaching from there. In fact, the lecturer was even trying to explain it. If he was reading it from Okeke, you wouldn't have even understand. This is the simplest way to even understand it. If from this textbook you don't understand and you want me to explain. I don't read from this textbook. This is too elementary. I read from the... I say explain this thing. They make it too complicated with all the complexity of the whole thing. If you have no God, you're empty. That was how Daniel was. They were just as guys who were so curious about having A's, having D's, and having D's, and having D's. Sometimes they will be running around doing some lessons for some people. Where's that my guy that does lessons for Doing lessons for people and so on. They are so occupied with tutorials. They are doing this. No time for God. And when the devil planned them, the devil could get them. Because they don't have spiritual foundations. They only have educational foundations. And education can't cast out demons. Can't cast out demons. It can't handle spiritual things. And the world is more controlled by spirits than the physical. And education is just a very small part of the physical. If you have a strength in education, you are having a strength in something that is very, very minor. I'll tell you more. You see, the king of Babylon... He's looking for people that are good in science. Him, he's not good in science. But he's the king of Babylon. He's telling you that education has a very small fraction. Very small fraction. 
I know some professors in my village that can't sleep in their family house. They cannot sleep in their family house. My family has very many professors. They can't even sleep in their own family house. So if they come to the house to just visit the house, they come with about 72 olive oil, 25 liters of holy water, and uh, about uh, two cartons of incense. And they walk around the whole house and pray and pray and pray. Pour olive oil everywhere and still cannot enter the house and sleep. So, when they were taken in captivity and they were dealt with seriously, the guy said, ah, I know the problem that we have. They gathered some boys. Maybe others did not pay attention to them. Gathered some guys and said, let's be serious with God. I know our problem. Our problem is that we are not serious with God. We have made education to look like it's everything. Let's be serious with God. He called Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Let's be serious with God. And the Bible said, when they got into the place, the first thing they needed to do, Kai, they discovered the source of their strength, the source of their anointing, the source of their brilliance, was that they had the spirit of the Holy God inside of them. That is why anything they teach them, they can know and can comprehend very quickly. And for the devil to be able to have control over them and put them in captivity, they wanted to start by defiling them. What defiling does to something is that when something has the capacity to grow, there are things that you do to a certain thing and it cannot... Okay, there are some things that if you do to yam, it doesn't get soft again. If you cook yam on something or maybe cook a yam, you cook it somewhere. And maybe gas got finished and left it when it hasn't soft. And you now go and look for gas. And they say it's 800 now, you now come back. And you now carry your ATM and now go and check. They say it's insufficient cash. And you now go. Before you now get the gas and now want to continue the cooking. The thing doesn't want to get soft again. Have you beans to it? Has happened to beans also? Now, so what defiling means is that there's something that has happened to this thing. And it doesn't respond like it should have responded anymore. So you do what you should do to make it respond and it doesn't respond. And even if you leave those set of yam and put another one on the fire, it responds just like it would have responded. But this one doesn't respond. Okay, let me use your popular stuff. Impurities. Does impurity make something boil faster? Chemistry student, please help my life. Does it make something boil faster? It doesn't make it boil faster. So what happens is that there is a boiling point for everyone. God has a boiling point for you. That is when he wants you to be who he wants you to be. But when there are impurities inside. Oh God. Impurities make you not to boil when you should have boiled. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now, since the king knows that these people have a connection with their God. And their God can deliver them from our hands anytime. Any day. If they start calling upon their God. Their God will help them out of our day. He will help them out of the thing that they're into. What the king needed to do first of all before they do anything was to defile them. What does it mean? To defile them is like how many of you have your mother bought a hen from the market and what they needed to do for the hen was to pull off the feathers so he wouldn't be able to fly. The native hen have an energy to fly. Some native hen are very stubborn. They can fly to on top of the roof just to blow their trumpet in the morning. So when you catch them, what you need to do was that you pull off their feathers. Now the pulling off of feathers is the defilement. It makes him not to do what he should have done. Hey, when the devil knows that you have a bright future and a great future, what the devil will want to do to you is to defile you 
to define you is that he shows you a bond side free. <laughs> a free bond side. The moment you discover a free bond side and you start watching it, you have started watching something that is reducing your anointing. So you have a draining machine in your hands that drains the source of your strength. So for them to even start to do anything with them, they have to make sure they start defiling them first. They defile them first. How many of you were in last man standing? The one we had somebody here and he was talking about prison, how bad prison is. He was talking on why you must not go to prison. Let me do a recap for those of you that were not here. The guy was talking about prison and he said the food you are given in prison. I don't know how true it is, but I heard it from him and uh, I believe. He said the food you have in prison are poisoned. It's not the poison for you to die, but there's a substance inside of it that is to do something that food should not do. And the essence of the substance that is inside of it is that it makes the eyesight of the inmates to be dim. And it makes you to be sleepy and weak. Your legs will start swelling. Why? So that you don't have the enough energy to run. So you don't have the strength to fight with the waters. So they keep feeding you daily with that. So now the food, oh God, the food defiles. That's why you must not go to prison. The food defiles you. The guy said when he came back from prison, he took him years. So the moment you are defiled, you can't do what you should do in your ability. That's what the devil does to all of us. So the first thing the devil needed to do was that this guy has a great future. All of these guys that we have brought, they have a great future. Remember how just one person of them went to Egypt and became a prime minister and they were moved down to Egypt. Remember how these guys always take over wherever they go to. So now that we have brought them, the first thing we have to do, let's defile them so that they will not be who God wants them to be. Now, when the devil defiles you, this is it. When the devil defiles you, he wants to use you for his gain. And not even for your gain. So what the devil uses to defile is the things that others do. So he brings them to a place of another trending things. And what they saw that was trending again was that the people were eating what is brought from the king's palace. And everything that was brought from the king's palace was already sacrificed to their gods. So they brought it from the king's palace and they gave it to them. And Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. So this is how it is. I don't care if it is the king that eats it. I'm not interested. It's not good for my system. I don't care whether it's the king that eats it. It's not my portion. Nor with the king's wine. He said, I don't care. Because most times, you see, one of the things that the devil does in defiling you people is that he will make it look like a king is doing it. So why can't he do it? If the devil wants to defile people now, young people now, he will make T.Y. Savage to wear a particular kind of clothes. And you now see, ah, if T.Y. Savage is wearing it, then who am I? Let me wear it. That's how they defile people. Yeah. If the devil wants to legalize prostitution, he just makes one figure like this that you respect so much. That's the king's myth. So he makes a figure that you respect so much to start singing, if I follow politician, uh, then go say in a prostitution. And which one? Who not like enjoyment? So that it's not bad to be a prostitute. So he's just saying it's not bad to be a prostitute. And which other one? Psalm 23, you don't know, but if you have a <laughs> So when the devil wants to legalize something, 
he will now bring somebody who is like a king. You understand? Somebody that you respect so much to use and publicize the thing. To use it to defile people. Imagine the devil has been looking for a way to do shayo to reign. And he, po, he now brought this guy. And all that he's singing is, and he po and shayo, and he po and shayo, and he po and shayo. I'm telling you how the devil defiles people. So now, when you also join and be singing and Igbo and Shayo, and you are also singing and taking Igbo and taking Shayo, the devil has defiled you with the king's meats. So how he defiles you is that he breaks a king that is in bondage and make him to demonstrate the acting, do the acting, so that he can take you, who are the simple, the person that can just see something and accept it anyhow, and puts you in the same bondage that the king is. I remember the same king, Nebuchadnezzar, that gave them the meat. He's still the same king, Nebuchadnezzar, that was in a bondage of going into the bush. So now the devil can, oh my God, the devil can project somebody and make it look like a king just to put you in bondage. And you don't even know that the king that you are looking up to is in bondage too. Do you understand what I'm saying? Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. He told the man who was sharing in the restaurant food, he said, please, I want you to be with me. I don't want to defile myself with what others are eating. And they say, are you sure when we bring you before the king, you will look so good? And he says, we want to eat vegetable. Instead of us to eat what others are eating and lose the anointing that we have, we rather stay with God. Now, the essence, after everything, one of the things that they had in excess, one of the things that they had greatly was that they were blessed with the excellent spirit. Now, let's go to the first place that we read. This is it. The first thing that happened to him was that when he came out, the Bible said he was 10 times better than others. Why? He did not defile himself with the king's meat. See, let me tell you something. You are so, so simple if you allow what musicians do to influence you. Simple doesn't mean that you walk very slow like this. That's not the definition of simple. Simple means that you are too weak. You don't have a mind of your own. You cannot take decision for yourself if you allow what people are doing negatively to influence your life. I love women. Right? They're straightforward. And that has influenced your life too. That has become like your life. See, I've drawn two verses like women and it's also straightforward. You've allowed the king's meat to defile you. So, the Bible talks about that there is a man in thy kingdom. Somebody was talking and gossiping Daniel for the king and was saying to the king, there's a man in your kingdom. When he's saying something like, there's a man in your kingdom, it means it's not rampant. It is scarce. It's scarce. He's not saying there are men in your kingdom. He says there is a man in your kingdom. Which means, so this is what this thing is teaching me. It teaches me that I should not get to do what everybody's doing. There are some times that you get to do what everybody's doing. You are pushed into being like other people. Every girl, whenever it's Friday, they move to their boyfriend's house. They go on fornication, vacation. And after Friday, they now zoom back to their hostels on Monday. And you thought they were going to their father's house. You don't know they defile themselves and come back. So now, you see, if you follow others to do what they are doing, there will be a time that they will be looking for somebody who is different and they will not see. The country had a problem and they were looking for somebody who can help. And the man said, there's a man in your kingdom. You see, most times... We can stay here and pray and say, Lord, let me be a man in this kingdom 
that will have the spirit of God and will do this and have a spirit of understanding so that he can be able to pass exams and you stay there and shake for five minutes and pray for five hours and so on. But you ignore the secret that the secret was that they choose not to defile himself. Let me tell you a few things that defile people. Pornography. That one. Hey. Hey. Each time you go on TikTok and just come out, you lose like 40 to 50% of your anointing. TikTok is designed to defile you. The videos they are designed to just defile you. You just get in. You don't pass two, three videos and your anointing doesn't go out. It's just that, see, the anointing something. It's not that something that reads or tells you how low it is. It's not. It's, not. it's just something that... How I wish I can tell you how anointing looks like. It's not that you wake up in the morning and feel that. You don't feel it. If people used to feel it, when Samson woke up, he would have felt that the anointing has gone. He woke up and he did like he used to do. If he had known, when he woke up, he would have found a way to run. That's how anointing is. Anointing gets missing and you don't even know. And you come out and want to sing the way you used to sing. Put your hand on your stomach to want to sing again. No way, he's not coming out. The reason is because the devil has looked for something to defile you. I went with one of my friends to meet an artist to negotiate for a job. And you know artists, one of the things that the devil do to them, people that do drawing, one of the things the devil do to them is that the devil makes you to feel that if you don't draw nude people, you have not started. If you don't draw girls nude, you have not started. That's one of the things that the devil used to deceive people who do drawing. So when he went to the place, nude woman here, nude person here, so that my friend called me and said, I'll not be able to stay inside this place. If he will come out outside for us to negotiate, we'll negotiate for me to sit down in this place. No, 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 I cannot. But you see, when you see such people, you will say, Dah, you wake up. Me, I'm very spiritually strong. I go see all those things. Nothing that happened. Nothing that happened to me. Nothing that happened. Your anointing hates defilements. Defilement means that something has entered the food that God should have eaten and God stood up. The devil know how much God desires to eat you up. When I mean God wanting to eat you up, it's not like he consumes you, finishes you. Now, what it means by eating you up is that he desires to take you and use you. So when the devil knows how much God is desiring to use you, he puts something on you that makes you disgusting before God. Let's be upstanding. So the secret of Daniel was that he knew things that would make him disgusting before God. And since he doesn't want to have academic knowledge and power and lose the real strength of his anointing, he said, I don't want to defile myself. So things that can easily defile you. Number one is pornography. It defiles you very fast. Pornography. It defiles you faster than anything in this world. Two, secular music defiles you too quickly. Anytime you're listening to secular music, you start receiving demons. There is so much high level of the demon of rape in Nigeria currently. Where did they come from? They came from secular music. When all the musicians are singing about uh, bom bom, bom bom, bom bom, nyash, everything, the demons come from there. So you that is listening to the bom bom, the demons get into your life. And before you know it, every time of your life, your mind is thinking about sex, 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 sex. Nothing good is happening in your head again. Oh. It's just sex. Even the day you broke your head and blood came out, if they taste the blood, it's sex, 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 sex is all over. 
God cannot even get into your heart and converse with you and talk to you because your mind is so occupied with the things of the world. You are so thinking about naked women everywhere in your head. Bow your heads. Let's pray. So the secret of Daniel was that he did not want to be defiled. You need to be bold enough to tell somebody, I don't want you to spoil me. <laughs> tell somebody, I don't want you to spoil me. Spoiling me is I don't want you to defile me. I should tell you another thing that can defile people. Fornication defiles you faster. The Bible said every other sin is outside the body. But fornication, it defiles your blood. Not just that it defiles your blood. Whenever it defiles your blood, it defiles your generation. Because it has to do with your blood. While you are standing and you are closing your eyes, I want you to pray and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Help me. From every defilement of the devil. This is the essence of the message. The message is not here to condemn you and tell you how much you are defiled. The message is here to cleanse you from all defilements. So your prayer is, God, wherever I have been defiled, wherever I have been defiled, I want your precious blood to make me new again. That's the essence. Wash me from my defilement.